All right. So the plan is for Doug Marone to replace Nugent as offensive line coach. That's from Nick Underhill. Offensive line coach? What the hell? Well, that's what that's what he did in Alabama under Nick Saban. Oh. He did. He he coached him and Bill O'Brien both went to Alabama after they got fired from their jobs. Bill O'Brien stays <laughs> in at Alabama. the NFL. <laughs> that's crazy. Bill, Bill O'Brien stays, and Doug Marone just said, "I'm I'm out of here." It goes back to the NFL. Yeah. Probably should have stayed, but honestly, I don't know. Alrighty. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. Boy, have we got an episode for you today because our boy, Joey B, from big, the Bayou. Big Joe. Big Joe Cool. <laughs> Joe Burr. Joe Burr is Joe Burr. in the Super Bowl two years after becoming a national champion in college football. Unbelievable run. I mean, the Bengals coming into the playoffs at 10-7. and seven, Just unreal what they have accomplished with uh, an offensive line that is like Swiss cheese which week in and week out. Um yeah, I mean it's just obviously we're like way late. We're we're a week late on this. Um, last week we were busy, so um, yeah. So a newsflash to people who aren't paying attention and only listen to secondhand sports: the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. So Bengals are in the Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. Which and and the thing too about that is what's even crazier about the Bengals being in the Super Bowl is that they beat the Chiefs to get there. The, the world exactly. beaters, you know, like the, the unstoppable, the new, what the Patriots were for the past the dynasty. Like 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. The dynasty of so, KC going in. Yeah. The Bengals going into Kansas City, beating the Chiefs of their own place. Patrick Mahomes shut out. We all thought, you know, we all thought in that game when overtime, the coin, you know, they flipped the refs, they flipped the coin. Went to Kansas. Kansas City gets the ball first, and yep. you, I thought you it was in that over. Crowd. Yeah. I thought it was over. I, I just I said it's over, and then New Orleans' favorite, and then three plays later, New Orleans' favorite son, well, not really favorite son at all, but had a chance to pick off a pass, but you know I think his hands are made out of butter, Eli Apple, so he couldn't he couldn't take it back all the way, but New Orleans' second, New Orleans' favorite, real favorite son, Von Bell, picking off a Patrick Mahomes pass. Yep. Setting the Bengals up for an Evan McPherson, Evan Shooter McPherson. Yeah. Game winning field goal to send the Bengals to the Super Bowl for the Unreal. first time since 1988. Somewhere, Boomer, Boomer is sizing his crying. Yeah, man. I'm not, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Unreal. Um, but that's Joe Burrow, you know? It's just, it's like, and, and looking at this, this, uh, the Super Bowl coming up. When you look at this Rams team, um, they have so many dudes. You know, they have so many. Their defense is incredible. There's a reason they're in the Super Bowl. You know, they're a great football team, but they don't have Joe Burrow. And so that's what sets the teams apart, I think. Like, when you have a player like him that just is so evasive, so versatile, he, he makes passes so well, but he can also run twos, run threat. Um it's just incredible that his second year and really his first full year in the league. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's already taking a team that 
was in shambles. I think they won four games last year, and now they're in the Super yeah. Bowl. Like, that is un... I don't think... Has there ever been a team that has gone from zero to the absolute hero of the entire country like that, Matt? Do you the, know? The... the uh the 1999 St. Louis Rams, actually. St. Louis Rams, gotcha. They're, they're, they're better in St. Louis. But in um in, 1990, in 1998, the Rams only won four games. Uh, their head coach, Dick Vermeil had only won nine games in two seasons, and it looked like everybody looked like everybody was done. And then 1999, the Rams said, "Look, let's uh, let's let's build let's build our offense. Let's go sign Trent Green. Let's go sign Marshall Fal- trade for Marshall Falk." And then draft Tory Holt. We already have Isaac Bruce. And then you know, Trent Green gets hurt. Kurt Warner comes in, and you know we see the greatest show in turf. And yeah. the Rams go from four and twelve to thirteen and three and win the Super Bowl against the Tennessee Titans. So yeah. maybe maybe that's what you can compare the Bengals to. But there's actually another team that season who I'll compare the Bengals to. Um, so in 1999, the Colts. Paid Manning's second season in the NFL. His first season, the Colts went three and thirteen. Paid Manning led the league in interceptions. Yep. His second season, the Colts go thirteen and three. They they draft Edron James. Edron James is an All Pro running back. Uh, Marvin Harris is an All Pro wide receiver. Paid Manning goes to the Pro Bowl, and they're I mean they're just lighting everyone on fire. And yeah. I could if I had to compare any team to that team, it's probably the Bengals, just because of you know that flip. When, just a couple and, pieces and and it all works out. Well, it's it, it's two franchises that you know when when the so when the Colts moved to Indianapolis in nineteen eighty four, they they didn't win anything, they didn't really do anything at all. They they made an AFC Championship game with uh, Jim Harbaugh as their quarterback. Well, uh, that's crazy. They just hadn't done anything, and then they draft Peyton Manning. Their franchise has changed. That's exactly what the Bengals have Bengals did. They needed a. They needed a new face. They needed somebody who could bring inspiration. Yeah. Someone who, you know, can play the quarterback position and lead the Bengals to success. And that's Joe Joey B. Yeah. Joe so, Cool. Not and not only does it it starts early. It starts early now. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl and you know, Joe Burrow's first full season. And it's just it's the the legend continues. Yeah. Like we're looking at probably one of the next probably the best quarterback in the game for the next year. So, yeah, you know, for every Joe Burrow hater, <laughs> get used to it. Well, that's the thing, too, is I, I think right now it's still early because he's new. Um, I don't yeah. think he has many haters, you know, and that's – Oh, that, no, 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 yeah, that, that, yeah. But I, I mean, I wouldn't need that, but if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, maybe. But, but the thing is, I think eventually he will because he's so confident – um, he's so poised and he's always got an answer for something, you know, people, yeah. you could say it might be cocky. It might be arrogant. Obviously he's backing it up now, but I think right now there's such an underdog. The Rams, everybody hates the Rams. Chiefs are like, you know, Goliath. It's like David versus Goliath. And, um, so I think for now people are attracted to him, but eventually he's going to be the villain at some point. But right now he's tearing it up, man. <laughs> right now it's incredible to watch, and it's so fun because Jamar Chase is there. Um, Shelvin's there with him. It's, it's you know, 
kind of uh, kindling memories of that fateful 2019 season um, that we were able to be a part of. And, um, yeah, it's so fun to watch. Well, what's great about it is it's like in 19, 2019, LSU fans got to see it. But now in, tw- in 2020, in 2021, 2022, everybody gets to see it in the NFL. And that's just that just makes it so much more amazing. Just seeing, you know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Really, I mean, and I may kind of drift away a little bit, but actually, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. <laughs> um, another thing, too, that. So we're going on and on and on about Joe Burrow. Another reason that this team has won, has gotten this far, is because of their defense, too. I mean, shutting down the Chiefs like they did in the second half like that, that was unbelievable. Shutting down Tyreek Hill, who has been, I mean, he's so fast and he's so elusive. Cheetah. Um, It was crazy. You know, they they had... Patrick Mahomes before halftime, they had him. They had less than ten yards to score a touchdown to close out the half, and they couldn't do it. They ran out of time. Delivered. Yeah, like stands like that, you know, are, are going. Defense wins championships. That's exactly. that is a pure example. Trey Hendrickson, former Saint, you know, there's a couple. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple. Von Bell too. Von Bell. Eli Apple, uh, uh, New Orleans' favorite son. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what we think of him. Uh huh. Yeah, um, yeah. So that defense shutting them down was also a big part of it. Obviously, Joe Burrow is uh, the it factor that they have for that offense, but um, having the defense helps as well. Um, looking at this game, I mean, the same thing that they did. To Tyreek Hill, they're going to have to do for Cooper Cup and OBJ. Those are two of the best wide receivers in the game right now. Um, yeah. Especially Cooper Cup. He should be Offensive Player of the Year. He's just unreal. Um, oh, yeah. uh, one oh, thing, yeah. too, about the Bengals, Joe Mixon, awesome running back. Um, but, yeah, the, the defense is going to have to shut those guys down if they're going to even have a chance. And so, um, unfortunately, I think we will end up relying on Eli Apple a lot this game which is yeah unfortunate um but but one thing I I noticed Romo talk about on the broadcast is the defense they changed up the defense in the second half to cover Tyreek Hill and I put in notes about it while it was happening but I forgot what they did Basically, it's like they what they were saying is they outsmarted the offense for the second half, and I think that's what they're going to have to do against the Rams. The thing about this game is the Rams have been here before. Matt Stafford hasn't, and Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't been here before, but the Rams have been here before. Sean McVay has been here before, and so it's in it's in their home it's in their, it's on their home it's, turf. Yeah, it's on their in their home field home field advantage. Even though the NFC has the visitors locker room this year. Yeah. But yeah. um it's it's just one of those things where once you're in the Super Bowl, um once you've been there before, it it starts to be more of just a game. And Tom Brady when he was talking to Joe Burrow giving him advice, he told him, you know, it'll be insane starting up, you know, 
leading up to the game, but eventually, eventually you will see that it's just a normal game. And so I think the Bengals will um, play to that, but there is something to be said for a team that has um, been to a Super Bowl before and might not have as many yips as a team that has hasn't been in the Super Bowl in decades. So, right, just interesting. the The key things for me, um, I think, is the defense shutting down Cooper Cup, Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr., and utilizing Joe Mixon a lot. Chase is going to be covered up and down. He's probably going to get double teamed the entire freaking game. Right. Um, and one thing too, just thinking about it. The Rams' defensive line is wild. Aaron Donald, it's not just D line, a front seven, yeah, all together. That, that, the the whole box in there, yeah. So that's gonna be it's gonna be crucial for this Bengals team. The Bengals offensive line to actually block that's gonna be crucial. Right. So um, those are the keys to the game for the Bengals to win this. And man, they have a shot. You know. Exactly. It's never, never, unreal. ever doubt Joey B. You yeah. cannot doubt him. Now I'm not. I'm not trying to go Brandy Mahomes on here because we all know how that happened. But um, but I think the key is you know the Bengals, the offensive line, you know, is is kind of sparse. It's going to be very, very hard to run the ball with Joe Mixon against our front seven. So if any player I'm looking to make an impact in this game, it's T Higgins. Yeah, I think. Oh Higgins, yeah. This is his. This is his chance to, you know, become the guy in that offense. Higgins is, you know, I think he's second. He's second on the team receiving. Jamar is going to be, you know, covered, double covered, uh, the whole night. Smothered uh, by, and covered. You know, you got you got Jalen Ramsey on that defense. Who's the well. Bengals uh, tight end? Uzama. Yeah, CJ Uzama. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's out. Oh, he's not missing the biggest game. I think. I think he's playing. Yeah. He said, I'm not Hey, bro, give me one sec. Give me one sec. Where were we? Oh, yeah, CJ. Him being out is going to be – oh, well, him being back is going to be big. Zach Taylor is optimistic about his status. I just don't know. He's got an MCL sprain, um, and obviously two weeks is a long time to recover. Yeah. um, But that's going to be crucial. I mean, he's been a weapon for Joe Burrow all season. Yeah. and he's he, it doesn't hurt to give Burrow more options. So yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully he's back and we can spread the ball around. But yeah, yeah to your point, Matt, I concur. Uh, having T Higgins is going to be crucial, and they're going to need to utilize him. So well, then and then you also have Tyler Boyd in the slot too. I think Tyler Boyd will be a, a huge weapon. I think another key is Joe Burrow is going to be running for his life in this game. Yeah, he's going to he's going to have to run, make plays, and that's what he does best. That's what yeah. he does best against that front seven. Aaron Donald is basically an Avenger. Yeah, so you have to um, you got to. Cont- I think that you know it's going to be tough to you know you're, he has to be he probably the thing is you can't double block him because if you double block him, then you leave Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, you leave Von Miller wide open. You leave um, Leonard Floyd. But I think you know with with the two weeks the Bengals have, I think it's enough time for them to kind of you know develop some you know develop some schemes to you know protect Joe Burrow, maybe run the ball a little bit. I think that you know as long the two I think the two weeks is the best thing for really any 
any team going to the Super Bowl because you need you need two weeks to prepare. All right. You need a little break. You need some time off. But and then you know you come back and you're 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 ready. Like you have everything set. You you know what they're doing. And so I, I think the best thing is having those two weeks off for the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah. Yep. And just um, kind of flip it on the other side briefly. I'm not rooting for the Rams, obviously. I don't think freaking anybody is, but it would and be I cool. Shoot. Yeah, I was just about to say it would be cool yeah. if Andrew Whitworth and Odell Beckham Jr. ended up winning a Super Bowl. Um, obviously, Andrew's probably going to be retiring after this. Yeah. Uh, after the season, he's 40 years old, well, and that is extremely old for an offensive lineman. Right. Um, but another them two, and also Matthew Stafford. It would be cool if Matthew, yeah, Matthew Stafford, you know, yeah, it, it'd be for for Matthew Stafford to suffer so long, Detroit, uh, for twelve seasons. We all know, you know, the, some of the famous games he's played in, the game where he's I can throw you the ball. You know, this is every, it's finally paid off for Matthew Stafford. He's finally in the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, you could if you watch that NFC Championship game, his wife and him, him and his wife embracing. That just shows you like this is. This is this is something they never ever thought they would ever see in their life. Yeah, and for Matthew Stafford to go from Detroit to the biggest game in in football, yeah, you know that that it trade shows it just shows what he was capable of for all of these years. <laughs> you know, yeah, just he's just in Detroit basically. Yeah. But uh, like yeah, going back on uh Andrew Whitworth and Odell Beckham, you know, we all know what happened to Odell Beckham. You know, Cleveland let him go; they thought he was toxic. By the way. Before I get into that, the biggest loser is Cleveland. Oh yeah, the Browns. There was two things. There's two things that are going to happen. Either way, it's going to be bad for them. First, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Your division rival, you know, that'd be tough. And then if the Rams win, Odell Beckham wins a ring. So it basically just shows the you know tells the Browns your quarterback is the one who's caused all this trouble, yeah. not OBJ. Yeah. So for the for for the yeah it would it would be horrible for them, but. I think for Matthew Stafford, for Andrew Whitworth, and for uh, and uh, Otto Beckham Jr., it'd be you know, I hate the Rams, but I'll be rooting for those guys. Yeah, if they win, but um, it, this is probably you know Zach, me and you are both lifelong Bengals fans. Yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> we've suffered for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we we get the quarterback that we get the quarterback um that we've always wanted. The right. best draft pick of all time, yeah. Joe Burrow, right. to resurrect our franchise. Yeah, what a story uh, it has been for our Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yeah, hundred percent since, since, since uh, twenty twenty. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. So, anything else for the Super Bowl? It would be freaking awesome if Ice Cube came out for the halftime show. Yeah. I'm thinking like, like they'll probably do some like they'll probably do like a. I don't know what well, you call who, it. But who maybe, is it right now? Eminem, Dr. Dre. Oh shit! Hey, my uh, my pizza's here. I think. Okay. All right. Hey, give me one second. And we're back. So it is. It's Eminem, Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, and Mary J. Blige for the. Halftime show, so yeah, if Ice Cube showed up, uh, that would be Man, an insane. Well, really... Ice Cube shows up, show. and then and then they just like bring some like footage 
of like Easy E. Yeah. That would be a that would be cool. Would be or awesome. like one of those hologram things that they do. Yeah, so yeah, holograms. Yeah. Dude, that that'd be that'd be lit right there. Yep. <clears throat> All righty. Uh you wanted to go into picks? Yeah, sure. I got my parlay up. Okay. Or I don't know. Should we should we release those details? <laughs> Let's hear it. I don't have any the only thing I've picked so far is I put um Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase to all score. At least one. Yeah, touchdown. that's that that's the thing. So. It's like I feel like I'm not I'm not sold on Jamar. Like I'm not I think I'm like I have Joe Mixon as a uh, all time touchdown score, but I'm also thinking like is he gonna make it? You know, that's probably the only time he's gonna be able to make get a good run in because it'd be yeah. hard to run the ball. Yeah, it's but gonna be difficult the, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, when you're in the goal line, I, I think uh I think Joe Mixon would be a uh, could be a force there. I have uh Jamar Chase as an all time score. Odo Beckham as an all time score, T. Higgins as an all time score, Joe Mixon with seventy plus now I'm a no 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 no. Oh Odo Be- Odo Beckham with seventy plus rushing yards. Bengals win by one by a one to thirteen points, winning margin four way. And um you know, that's it. Yeah. Trying to win some money. Yeah, man. That's all in one parlay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're gonna well, win. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you put five bucks and win a lot, I'm sure. Like two like two thousand. <laughs> yeah. And now that sports betting is legal, um I'm sure it's gonna be going nuts. And with Joe Burrow playing in the Super Bowl, it's probably there's gonna be a lot of money lost in Louisiana here this week. Yeah. So this is yeah, this, out, this is probably out. the worst. Shout out Grayson Miller. Yeah, Grayson Miller, he's he's probably gonna suffer on a yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Alrighty. Anything else for the Super Bowl? I think the Bengals are gonna win. They're probably gonna cover because the spread's like plus they're like plus one and a half, I think. So I think yeah. they'll cover. Um it's gonna be tough though. Joe Burrow can do it. He's done it before, but it will be difficult. I think it's gonna be a good Super Bowl. So, it's gonna be a great Super Bowl regardless. That's my take. So How about the Saints? All right, switching it over to the Saints. Dennis Allen in as the Saints head coach. After interviewing Eric Bienemy for eight hours on Sunday. The Saints have decided to just go with the guy that was already in the building um, right. and stick with Dennis Allen. Pete, Carma- Pete Carmichael is taking over as um, – is he taking over as OC? So Pete Carmichael has been the OC since 2006. Well, okay. I think he was – I think he was promoted. So he was promoted in 2009 after Doug Marone – became the head coach in Syracuse. <clears throat> but um so Pete Carmichael, I think what he's doing is he's gonna, you know, instead of stay staying as the OC, he's gonna be demoted probably back to quarterback coach or, you know, something like that. Just to, just to stay on staff, which 
what he's doing is actually kind of smart. So he he's not the one that gets in trouble right. if something happens. Because if there is any blame on the offense of Sean Payton, Sean Payton took the blame. Right. And now if you know now he's literally he's willing to take a lower position. Smart guy. Smart yeah. guy, honestly. Oh, Carl yeah. Michael. Yeah. Offensive coordinator for the Saints. <laughs> um speaking of which, we just hired Doug Marone, who was the Jaguars head coach for a little bit. Um and uh, but I think he's already been tapped as the offensive line coach already, so um, he's not going to be the offensive coordinator either. But he might end up moving. He might be like offensive line and offensive coordinator. I don't know. It's still very early. Dennis Allen is the fresh, you know, freshly the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Um, and I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, obviously our defense has been the highlight for the past like five years. Um, Ever since he took over for uh, Rob Ryan. Yeah. So if you can stop the greatest quarterback of all time like four times <laughs> in two seasons, that's pretty that's pretty slick. So um yeah, I'm 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 happy with the hire. He knows he was with us when we won the Super Bowl. He knows the culture that Sean Payton has instilled. Um, the only thing is I feel bad for Eric Bieniemy after, once again, after interviewing with the Saints for eight hours. Um, but the thing is, I think there there's more to that story. There's got to be something going on like Dennis Allen's going to give it a shot for a couple of years and then Bieniemy has a spot or they're planning on hiring Bienemy as the offensive coordinator and a little, you know, down the road. There's got to be something to that because you don't hire, I mean, you don't interview a guy for eight hours and then the next day you say, nope, he's not going to be the head coach. So I think one of two things happened. The Saints offered him a role in the future or Bienemy told them that he didn't want the job. After the eight hours, one of those two things happened. So, um, just very interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think we're going to be okay. Hopefully we can get our quarterback situation figured out because Jameis Winston is a free agent. Um, he can go anywhere and I think the saints would be better with him. If he does leave, then I think we need to draft a quarterback because Taysom Hill is not going to cut it. Um, Right. So lots of building left to do, and Michael Thomas is still nowhere to be seen. So um, in other news, Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, coming over from the Niners, um, one of the great offensive minds of our day right now. Lovey Smith going to the Texans. Texans staying, staying, staying with the Texans. Okay, yeah, staying with the Texans. Um some stability there, I think. he's He's been in the league for a long time, and um, I think that's a smart hire. You're not going and hiring a wild card like Urban Meyer or something like that. So, And moving to the Jaguars, they have found their head coach in Doug Peterson. And here's the thing about that. Doug Peterson seems like an iffy hire now, but he took Nick Foles to a Super Bowl. And Nick Foles, Tom is, Brady. Nick Foles is terrible. So 
Um, I think I well, think the Jags are going to be okay with with the offense that they have. Well, another thing you have to, you know, another thing you have to consider is, you know, after uh, Nick Foles played one more season with the Eagles before being traded to the Jaguars, so now his head coach goes from getting fired oh, from Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh my god! To Jacksonville, I didn't so, even realize he was there. So is it? So would it be? Is it going to be the same? Does he suffer the same fate as his quarterback, Nick Foles? Yeah. Or does Doug Peterson, you'll take the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, with DJ Chark, with James Robinson, not Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Oh, and Travis, and Travis, Travis ATN, too. ATN. Yeah. ATN, uh, representing. Um, Speaking of young quarterbacks, Mike McDaniel with Tua, I think, is going to be a cool, uh, cool team. The Dolphins mm. were pretty good this year. I don't know why they freaking fired Brian Flores. Like, obviously... All that that shitstorm is happening with them, but um, yeah. like Brian Flores did very well, and Mike McDaniel, I think he's been in the league a long time. I think they're going to be good. So, well, yeah, Mike McDaniel is a you know he's a Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan disciple. He's been around the Shanahan family. He was a ball boy for the Denver Broncos. He uh you know he's 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 basically Kyle Shanahan's right hand man. Yeah, been with the Forty ers and um, you know, for him to take a head coaching job, thirty-eight years old, uh, and with the Miami Dolphins, with Tua Tagovailoa as your quarterback, it's a great. I think it's a great fit for him. Yeah, I think it's time. And, and I know, I know, and just like you know, Brian Flores, I think deserved another chance to be the head coach. Yeah, but I think this is this is, but this is a compromise to me. You know, Miami Daniels, he's a great kind. He's a you know, he's a fun guy for a lot of fans. You look, yeah, so, you watch some of his press smokes, conferences. Smokes a lot of weed. He yeah, said he said yeah. he doesn't want to coach anywhere that doesn't uh have legalized marijuana. So Yeah. Um and then going on Doug Peterson. Well, this is the first thing I I've observed when Doug Peterson was hired by the Jaguars. First of all, Urban Meyer is a total fucking asshole. Yeah. Just saying that right here. He's a fucking asshole. Uh-huh. And now you replace him with one of the honestly one of the most liked nicest coaches in the NFL. Plus he's, you know, like you're cream. gonna he's gonna he likes ice cream. He's gonna offer yeah. the, his players ice cream. I'm sorry, that's did I f- did I cut you off there? <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah that's a uh, yeah, that's well. I mean, Trevor Lawrence tweeted. He said like the great, the best thing about uh, Coach Peterson is he loves ice. He's gonna give us ice cream opportunities. So yeah. really, uh, the Jaguars beating a lot of ice cream, but you know, not too much because you gotta you gotta play. You're playing in the NFL, so yeah. can't, can't get too big, right? But uh, yeah, I don't think pretty, Doug uh, Peterson's gonna be kicking his own kickers and freaking not flying back with the team you know he's an all-time yeah. team type of coach very yeah. player oriented um i think he's gonna do well he's also a um, former louisiana high school football coach too with calvary baptist and shreveport there you go so um i mean shreveport yep 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 he'll do good um lovey smith lovey smith is a veteran coach but we we've seen the pattern of how bad Houston really is right now. Yeah, and their their front office is just a dumpster fire. They're yeah, gonna be bad yeah. for a long time, I think. Yeah, they it's it's it, I don't I don't really see. I mean, I I, I do I love Lovey Smith. I think he's a, you know with with the Bears shouldn't have gotten fired. By the way, should you know was doing yeah. really good considering how shitty the Bears are now. Um, uh, but I think you know he'll. He'll, he'll get an opportunity to come back in the league. He's in the AFC for the first time as a head coach, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, 
other coaches that were hired, uh, Kevin O'Connell was hired by the uh, Vikings as their next head coach. We all thought that was going to be Jim Harbaugh. I was about to say not Jim, Jim Harbaugh, surprisingly. Not Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh made it certain that he was going to go to the Vikings, and then all of a sudden, on that, and he does this on National Signing Day, too. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to the Minnesota Vikings. And then – I don't you know, think he said like, I gonna... think he just took an interview with them, which was, yeah, it was just, so bizarre. Just takes an interview, but it's like on the day of National Signing Day yeah. for Michigan – yeah. And it's like you you got to you got to no that's your job right now you should you can't be interviewing with the Vikings. Exactly. And then he uh you know then didn't take the job but Kevin O'Connell was the Saints I mean it was uh, the Rams offensive coordinator. Um one thing about Kevin O'Connell that I vividly remember is I I used to play like I I was playing Madden like I think I I forget what year but Kevin O'Connell was a backup quarterback for somebody for I think I, I'm not sure which team it was. Oh wow! But every time I every time Kevin O'Connell speeds like like he's probably the most elusive quarterback besides Michael Vick in that game. Oh wow! Like every time I play, I think like he was unbelievable. Like I always started. I think I had like I forget who he was playing for uh, at that time. I'm, I'm gonna look it up real fast just to make sure see who the, who the first team quarterback was. Yeah. Didn't the Broncos hire a new coach too? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. I was going to try to fill the dead air, but yeah, go ahead and well, look yeah, up everything. Um, so at that time, Kevin O'Connell was the quarterback for the Jets. So Mark Sanchez was the starting quarterback, and I would always bench Mark Sanchez. Actually kind of worked out a little bit. I would bench Mark Sanchez for Kevin O'Connell, and like I would – like I would – I think I had like a dynasty with him and everything. Like that's, that's just how I remember Kevin O'Connell. And then I'm just like, dang, he's – He's an offensive coordinator in the NFL. That's crazy. But uh, you know, that's you know, new head coach of the uh Minnesota Vikings. It's gonna coach the uh, Super Bowl for the Rams, so we won't be there you know, until after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. All righty. And oh, the yeah. Bears, I think, or man, there's so many coaches too. The Bears hired a new coach and the Giants. Hired a new coach too. I think we have not talked about either of them either. We have, <laughs> so. Yeah, we have not. Yeah. So we'll start with the Giants first. The Giants ended up hiring Brian Dable. Brian Dable is a longtime Bill Belichick disciple. You know, was with them in those early Super Bowl teams with the Patriots. He's you know one of the best. He's one of the Patriots coaches. Um, he's been an offensive coordinator with the uh, Cleveland Browns, Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs. He went back to New England in 2013, 2016, and then in 2017 joined Nick Saban's staff at the University of Alabama um, as the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Um, they won a national championship that year. That you know, famous for making the change from Jalen Hurts to Tua Tagovailoa. So he was the offensive coordinator, and then after that season, he jumps back to the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. We've all seen Josh Allen play. He's just freaking amazing. That with that game with the that divisional game, uh, you know Josh, you know Josh Allen's definitely one of the top quarterbacks, and Bill, Brian Dable is a huge reason why. Yeah. Which actually, we we got some more. We got some other NFL news after that. After I talk about this one, and now he's the head coach of the Giants. So now, what's the other news? To, so Joe Brady is back in the NFL. Oh, really? With the Buffalo Bills, no way, really. As their quarter, yeah, as their quarterback coach. Oh my gosh, I did not realize. I thought he was going to Miami. Man, no, that's that, awesome. 
Warren, uh, shout out to Warren Arsenal, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Warren would uh, would troll me saying that he's going Dang. to he's going to Alabama, and I just said, "Get out of here with oh, that! Yeah, he's not going no to Alabama. I, he's not he's not leaving the NFL. I don't think. But dude, holy moly, <clears throat> they're going to be insane. That is well, they, that's awesome. Josh well, Allen's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, you know Josh Allen is the quarterback. You got Ken Dorsey who moved over from quarterback coach. Glenn Dorsey, to coordinator. No, Ken Dorsey. Oh, Glenn Dorsey, gotcha. No, 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 no. Ken, like, oh. like Ken. Gotcha. K E N Dorsey. Gotcha. Legendary quarterback Glenn. for the University of Miami in two thousand and one. Oh. Look him up. Right. Glenn Dorsey. Gotcha. But didn't do shit. Just was a game manager. Uh huh. But um, yeah, Joe Brady's now with the Buffalo Bills as their offense as their quarterback coach. Belongs in that position. Time. Secondhand siren right there yeah. in the middle of our show. <laughs> um, now we'll go to the Bears. Yep. The Bears hired a new head coach and a new GM. Who do they hire, Matt? So the Bears, I can't pronounce the last name. Oh. It's kind of hard to pronounce it. Give you uh, a best Matt, shot. Oh, so the Bears hired Matt Eberflus. Oh, yeah, Eberflus. Yeah, Eberflus. So yeah. Eberflus was the defensive coordinator with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, the one thing I'm excited about this hire is you look how Darius Leonard played for the uh, for the Colts the past couple of years. He's one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL. Now he gets a chance to work with Roquan Smith. Mm. So you know Roquan's one of the best. You know, starting to be one of the best linebackers in the league. That'd be pretty cool. I you know I I, I thought they would go the offensive route and hire an offensive coordinator. You know, as a head coach. Eric enemy could have been somebody. Um, yeah, but but I think I think Matt Eberflus. It's you know he's um he's been with the, he was with the uh, you know he's been with the he was at the University of Missouri under uh, Gary Pinkle as their defensive coordinator mm. from two thousand one two thousand eight. He's been with the Cleveland Browns uh, as a linebacker coach. He's been with the Dallas Cowboys for a very long time as the linebacker coach and pass game coordinator, and then with the Indianapolis Colts. So um, you know, I think to me, um, let me, I'm look at his look at his staff. He hired uh, so so Eberflus hired Luke Getze as his offensive coordinator. Luke Getze was actually the offensive coordinator with Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Well, he was the pass game coordinator and quarterback coach with the Packers. He's now the offensive coordinator for the Bears. Luke Getze. He actually served as the offensive coordinator at Mississippi State in 2018. But um. I think uh, you know. I think the the main thing is you got to make you know Justin Fields is a great quarterback, and to me you got to put the emphasis on the quarterback big time for the Bears because they just at that position they have not ever in franchise history have been great at that position. Oh yeah, and you know you got a great you got a great quarterback. You got some great offensive weapons. You'll probably go draft some guys. You you got you got Donnell Mooney coming back, so that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. Yeah. They need to capitalize on Justin Fields while he's still young. So, yeah. Yep. Last team, Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Which we can just say the head coach if you want to just say the head coach, and then we can move on. Yeah. yeah Not just... really someone in our. Uh, the only thing is steady Teddy's with them for now. And um, yeah, we'll see. 
So new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Dang, I would love to play in Denver as a football player. That would be awesome. I'd be breathing a lot. Um, so the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett mm-hmm. as their head coach. Hackett was previously the uh, Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. So, you know, Noah's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there was a question by Stephen Font- Stephen Fontenot had a question uh-huh. uh, telling me or a statement saying that – shout out to Stephen Fontenot, listener to the podcast uh, – saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, was like this, that's was, a whole this was this was conversation. this was this was a year ago. He's not going to Denver, closing the gap right there. Doesn't matter if his offensive coordinator is there. He's got Teddy B, or they could take a quarterback. You got, you know, Drew Locke. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not locked on him. Locked on him anymore. Uh huh. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Yep. So. Lots of new head coaches in the NFL. Um, the Aaron Rodgers situation is an entire situation. Um, we can go over that a different day, though. I don't know if there's so much going yeah, on right just, now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, something to keep your eyes open for, for sure. Uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see where he goes, especially now that Brady's retired. He, you know, Tampa Bay. We never, We never even broke that either. I don't think we ever broke Tom Brady oh, retiring. Really? Tom Brady's retired. <laughs> Tom Brady's retired. There's a lot of stuff he's, we missed, guys. I mean, yeah, he'll be in the. He's in the Hall of Fame in 2027. Oh yeah, he should you be next year. He's just insane. Like when you, <clears throat> he had an MVP MVP season at the age of 40. Like he should be right now. 44. Yeah. And now he'll he's prob- he'll- now he's interviewing in Radio Row at the Super Bowl, saying, "Oh well, you know, never say never. I might come back." It's like, bro, please just, just do not. Please, please don't come back. Just you stop can, it. You're, get some help. Do, get, get like your your wife. I mean, like your wife wants to come yeah. back. She she. I mean, she doesn't. Giselle. She go back. She's going to divorce. We'll be. You know, none yeah. of us are single, so we can't. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But uh. Yep. Yeah, Brady, please don't come back. Yeah. Just, just, just retire. By the way, he—if you watched uh, the Tuck Rule on uh, Thirty for Thirty for ESPN, you why you watched it yet? Nope. Go check it out. You you, you, you want a spoiler? Sure. So Brady slipped up in the he was him and he um he slipped up in the uh, documentary. He was asking Charles Woodson hold up like. I can't explain it very well, but he said Brady slipped up and said, "So if you hit my if you hit my hand if you hit the ball like this, it's a fumble." And Woodson was like, "Oh, I got it! I got it! I got it!" Charles Woodson was like, "I got it! He finally admitted it was a fumble." Yeah, the, the Tuck rule, y'all don't know, two thousand one uh, AFC divisional round, Tom Brady hit by Charles Woodson, former Michigan teammate. Whole documentary on uh, ESPN, the Tuck Rule. Go check it out. That's the only thing we want you to watch on ESPN. Yep. Homework. Speaking of ESPN, the uh, Manning brothers will be doing the Manning cast until 2024, according to their new deal. So it's it's better to watch the Manning's commentary, but on there than regular commentary. But you know, just the guests and everything they have. Yep. Um, moving on to college briefly, um, 
the only thing really that I had Jim Harbaugh not going to the Vikings, <laughs> so staying at Michigan. And um, one thing I just saw on Twitter that I was going to point out was um, Mario Cristobal has the AD from Clemson in Miami right now, and Josh Gaddis from Michigan going over, who they had an incredible offense this year, made it to the playoff, yada, yada, yada. Mario Cristobal and Lincoln Riley are building, I say building, they are rekindling the flame that is those blue blood programs in Miami and USC. And I think we're going to have, obviously, I'm, you know, LSU is going to beat everybody, obviously, because Brian Kelly's yes. the best, winning his coach, and our our draft class is awesome. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting. It'll be a lot more interesting now that you know Clemson will probably end up getting a good team back. Dabo's great. You know they'll they'll have a good team eventually. The U being back would be awesome, and having USC back will also be awesome. So, um, yeah, just a little off season exciting stuff for um college and so far coach o isn't coaching anywhere else i think he's going to take a year off and try to go um probably vacation a lot and then he's at this him and uh him and uh Derek panansky are both at the super bowl right now too yeah. there we go Derek panansky was his assistant who was actually on uh off the bench oh wow Ogeron, yeah he he's a uh, he is the reason why Irish football sucks go look him up <laughs> Derek Panansky? Yeah. Him oh. and Ogeron, they screwed it up. Nice. Um, I did see I saw I saw a tweet about uh Miami and the USC. Um <clears throat> it was from Kyle Rowland on Twitter. Go follow him. We don't know who he is. But uh Lincoln Riley is he said that Lincoln Riley is stockpiling high end talent at USC. Mario Cristobal has built a tremendous staff in Miami. I really hope the Trojans and Canes become blue blood programs again. College football is so much better when they're part of the narrative, which I totally agree with. If I mean, there's these you know, the reason why both the I mean, Miami and USC are definitely blue bloods in college football. I mean, there's thirty for thirties about them, about their you know dynasty and their run and everything. And you know, yeah, at the time when Lincoln Riley took the USC job, if you're an LSU fan, you're pissed off because not only did he say he's not going to LSU, he goes to USC. But when you think about it, he, he's a better fit at USC than he is at LSU. He brought most of his staff with him at Oklahoma. He hired some new faces, but brought most of his staff members at Oklahoma to USC. And, you know, he's recruited. Like he said, he's like, well, you know, I didn't recruit it. We just got players from the transfer portal. But, you know, yeah. you got basically what you had from the University of Oklahoma. Yeah. But, um, but I think, you know, I think – it's a perfect job for him. USC is going to be back this year. Probably, probably maybe a sleeper team for the playoff if you think about it. And then you have the University of Miami. By the way, Dan Rakovich, they're uh, Dan Rakovich, their athletic director. You know what staff he was a part of? You know he was a part of Saban's coach, Saban staff at LSU in two thousand four. Oh, I did not know that. With uh, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Derek Dooley, Will Muschamp, Jimbo Fisher. Scott Woodward and Dan Rakitovich, all part of that staff. So Dan Rakitovich is an LSU Tiger. So uh, yeah, we we created him. Yeah, saving birth. 
Saving, 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 saving birth to him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, um, well, I don't know. I think, I think it was. Well, also, the uh, NCAA president right now, Mark Emmert, was the president of LSU at that time, too. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, you look at his, you look at, um, Mario's staff in Miami. We all knew Mario, I mean, we all knew Mario Cristobal go to University of Miami, but he brought, he hired great coordinators. Josh Gaddis, who was the 2021 Brawls Award winner in Michigan, was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. He hired uh, Kevin Steele as his defensive coordinator. Kevin Steele um, was LSU's defensive coordinator for one season under Les Miles. Then he jumped to Auburn, and Auburn had, I think, one of some of the top, they had top 10 defenses every year under his leadership. Now, We'll get to we're about to get some we're about to get some pretty soon. We're about to talk about, but um, but I think you know, yeah, it, really, I mean, Miami, it'd be great for them to come back too. Um, shout out to uh, Lake Charles, our Lake Charles boy, uh, Travante Citizen, yeah. shocking everybody on National Signing Day. Yeah, you know, to me, it was I thought I thought Citizen was going to Florida. I thought that's where he was gonna, you know, set his sights on. I did also think he was gonna go to LSU too, but you know, to me, it was it was kind of fifty fifty for both. And out of nowhere, Javante Citizen, late Charles College Prep running back, one of the top running backs in the country, picks the U. The U, which that that has to do with that's that's got to be in. That's all in I right there. That was a Miami was his last visit, and. Cristobal probably Cristobal probably gave him a really good deal. Yeah, damn good offer. Damn as good Will, offer, as yeah. Will and, Wade and, would say. An offer you can't refuse. Mm-hmm. And for LSU's national signing day, you had some news about that, Matt. So LSU, uh, the second the second stretch of national signing day, um, had a couple commit had a couple of uh, offers, had a couple of players that. I didn't think it would be a there'd be too many that were commit to LSU this year anyway. Um on the on the last day, but LSU got a commitment from uh got a uh, signature from defensive back Jalen Davis Robinson out of Waxichachi, Texas. Nice. A three star recruit according to uh, Go Two Four Seven. Uh basically to, you know, here's another corner to just add another body to that room. LSU's corners I mean LSU's cornerbacks right now. Just sparse. Um, they 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 need bodies in that room, and you know, adding Jalen Davis Robinson uh, is, is a great is a great pick. And then LSU caps it off by signing five star linebacker out of Cy Park in Cypress, Texas, former Texas A and M commit Harold Perkins. Woo! So so Perkins was actually from New Orleans. Moved to uh, Texas because of uh, Katrina, and uh, was actually was you know signed with Texas A and M with the A and M's legendary class or you know the, because of NIL. But um, <laughs> yeah. he, he decommitted he, after he after he uh, committed. He decommitted, opened his recruiting back up, had a recruiting visit to LSU for his last visit. Um, went very very well. If you watched uh, his Snapchats, his Instagram story. Uh, just, just, just chilling, just cooling, just fooling around. Yeah. Um, we we also saw Brian Kelly do the gritty. 
just a, oh, just another yeah. video. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if any of Brian Kelly dancing, if I see Brian with, Kelly with, dancing uh, on Brady my, too. if I see Brian Kelly dancing on my timeline one more time, oh my gosh, it's so annoying. It's like it's yeah, it's like all the time. But yeah. um, that's the only thing we don't see press conferences. We see dancing. Yeah. Which honestly, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue about that either. But um, I think uh, Harold Perkins. You know, it's going to probably be a starter immediately. Huge hope for that defense. Um, it, it's actually pretty cool to see, you know, it's pretty cool for the new defensive coordinator, Matt House, who's been in the NFL, who's been with, you know, Kentucky and um, who's been in Kentucky and eyes with LSU. So he gets, you know, doesn't even get to visit Harold Perkins until, you know, after they lose their playoff game and just one week, bam, they get him. So huge get for LSU, Harold Perkins. If you're listening to this, welcome back to the boot. Hell yeah! Um, gonna be a beast. That's all I'm gonna say. Gonna yeah, be man. a beast. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of um, just capping off, like you said, capping off this class. Going into this Brian Kelly situation, we were told a lot about how he can't recruit, and that's one of his weak points, but. He hired coaches that can recruit. You know, he hired guys that can recruit. And um, Gordon McKernan is coming through with some of these NIL deals. And I think we're still going to be in good shape, even though Brian Kelly is so-called unable to recruit. So, But the thing is, like, Brian, you realize Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame doing this with exactly. one hand one hand tied around, his, tied around his back. Yeah. Now he's untied and he's – He's got so much. Exp- he's got. He can sell LSU. He can sell LSU, but he's not going to sell it the way he's going to sell it as a great football coach. Yeah, he can get the players that he wants. He doesn't have to fly to Hawaii, or he doesn't have to fly to California to go get you know recruit try to get him, and then he doesn't sign. He can just drive down to New Orleans, drive down to drive down to drive up to Shreveport or Lake Charles and get somebody. Yeah, drive to Texas, Houston. Right. But um, we're a lot closer now. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot closer, um, you know, and and like you said, Berg, um, I think what Brian Kelly did, he he brought a, he, um, you know, he wasn't a he wasn't a strong recruiter at Notre Dame, and that's the biggest question mark everybody kind of had. What can Brian Kelly recruit? Well, because he's a great football coach, he hired guys like Frank Wilson. Uh, he already had Brian Dable on his staff at Notre Dame. Now Brian Dable comes with them to LSU as the recruiting coordinator. Frank Wilson, you know, is a Louisiana recruiting, is a Louisiana football legend, mm-hmm. LSU legend. Yeah. Brings him back and then brings in guys like Cortez Hankton, who was a wide receiver coach at Georgia, who's now the recruiting who's now the wide receiver coach for LSU from New Orleans and went to St. Aug. He has Brad Davis, who's the offensive line coach, who's from Baton Rouge, uh, who's you know, was the interim coach. And, you know, he gets to look at that. And then he also has the quarterback coach and Joe Sloan, who's not from Louisiana, but coached Louisiana Tech for nine years under Skip Holtz as the offensive coordinator and other positions. So, you know, Brian, Brian Kelly, like I'm saying, it's – I have no doubt that he will have success at LSU. Yeah. Yep. It's an exciting time to be a Tiger. So – Anything else for college? Uh, 
That's pretty. I'm ready to wrap it up now. Like if unless uh, we don't need to get into LSU basketball, we suck now. <laughs> oh wait, wait, we hey, suck hey, again. Hey, LSU beat a A and M. A and M beat Texas A and M. Got a so victory, but we're gonna so lose back, in the first back to round. winning for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You, you got your, um, you know, Adam Miller, Xavier Penson. Yeah, I think the problem with LSU is they're just they're just injured. They're injured. Yeah, they're not healthy. Oh, Will Wade. Will Wade needs to hire a um, he needs to hire an assistant basketball coach that knows the concepts of the basketball game because Will Wade just cannot do that. Yeah, Will Wade can recruit I've, for LSU. I've, I've heard he needs a um, like a game manager. Like yes. he knows the X's and O's, but. He needs a game manager to help with like players coming in and out and stuff. Right. But recruiting wise, like Will Wade's he loves doing that. He loves yeah. recruiting. He I mean they they LSU has three five star commits for next year's class. I think the two five star commits are four star. And you're doing this at a program where the first of all there's there's rats running around the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. There's yeah. a leak. There was a leak in the roof while they were playing. Didn't realize it was actually that old. But um, I know. He's, yeah, he's I didn't think I didn't think we were having issues with our basketball arena. You know, right? It's strange. We do actually have one more thing to talk about. All right, let's hear it. Auburn, the soap opera continues continues at Auburn. In case you haven't heard, uh. Auburn head coach Brian Harson is under fire for um, just players leaving the program. Uh, Auburn lost two. They lost both their offensive coordinator, Austin Davis, and their defensive coordinator, Derek Mason, in the span of two weeks. Um, you know, A lot of players have transferred from the program, and most of those players that had transferred, some of them have transferred to UCF because they want to play for Gus Malzahn. Yeah. And um, you know, just 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 a lot of negativity around the program. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, there's there are reports today, uh, nothing confirmed yet. But Brian Harson is officially out at Auburn. Uh, he may not be out by the end of this podcast. By you know Friday, if you're listening to this, we don't know if he is or not. Uh, we we've we've been checking, but um, you know, you know, I don't. I'm not really a. You know, I, I I I like what Brian Harson brought to Auburn when he was first hired, coaching at Boise State for a long time, and now going to Auburn in the SEC. But he wants to do his own thing, and the problem with Auburn the the problem with Auburn is they want Auburn people there. They want to hire Auburn people, so they didn't get they didn't get an Auburn coach. They got a Boise a guy from Boise State, and they try to put all these Auburn people around him. And Brian Harson's like, wait, no, I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And it's just not working. And Auburn, you know, to me, Auburn's going to get screwed out of this because now, right now, they're paying Gus Malzahn, and they're and if they fire Brian Harson, yeah, they'll be paying him too. too. Yeah, that makes no sense. That's forty million dollars, and like, and as a forty, like, basically, you've had paying, you're paying both coaches forty million dollars. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, Auburn to me just does not clearly understand how, you know, hire a coach and commit. Yeah. Because now not only do you have to hire a new coach, you got to hire the right coach. If if you if you look at what if you look at what happened at Tennessee with Butch David with Butch Jones 
And then you, you know, you go through the whole mess of, you know, Butch Jones and then you end up hiring Jeremy Pruitt. And then two years later, Jeremy Pruitt fucks up and with the McDonald's, you know, paying players and stuff. And that's where Auburn's going right now. Because I, right. I don't really at this point, the only coach I can probably say Auburn could hire is maybe Matt Rule. Matt Rule's definitely a candidate. He's in the NFL. But he even he's even a question mark. Yeah. I mean, Auburn... It, to me, it makes no sense that you would hire a guy. Like, it in the world of football, it's obvious that the GM and the head coach need to be on the same page and hire, like, similar coaches. Like, usually you let a head coach be the CEO of a team and hire his own coaches that he's either worked with before or knows that work well. So to hire Harson and not let him choose his coordinators makes no Which, sense at all. I mean, I, I can understand now. On Derek, like, so Derek Mason was defensive coordinator. Was that was the Vanderbilt head coach for like six years? Got fired at Vanderbilt and came to Auburn. Derek Mason was a great pick for Auburn because he knows the SEC. But supposedly Derek Mason had a fallout with the head coach with Brian Harson. He took a $400,000 pay cut to join Oklahoma State as their defensive coordinator. And then the, the offensive coordinator they hired was Austin Davis, who was the quarterback coach with the Seahawks, played at Southern Miss, so he knows the South. And then two months into the job, just quits because just personal reasons. Yeah. And, you know, to me, what Auburn should do is just let him coach this season. And if he fails, if he plunders, then you can start fire him up there. Yeah, start looking. But the thing is, the thing is, what they're trying to do now is like the whole situation with him supposedly sleeping with an intern. That was all just made up to try to get exactly. him out of the. You know, it's they're trying to fire him with cause basically, and they're just cooking up whatever they can to get him out of the out of the office. So, which none of none of that's confirmed. Yeah, like you said, none of right. that's been confirmed. Zero. So and he you, didn't he didn't come out and admit anything. He was like, "This is ridiculous. I would never do anything like this." You know, right? It's just insane. Auburn Auburn fans are stupid. Shout out to shout out to Jacob John Perkle and Colin Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, the, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know about that. I'm just joking, but um. No, it's just it's just it's 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 freaking ridiculous. Auburn just needs to hire. You know, just keep him. Just let him stay for another year. Let him do it. Let him run his team. He's the head coach. When you think of Alabama football, who runs that team? Yeah, Nick Saban. Who runs um Power Five program college football? Power who? Who who runs Clemson? Uh, Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, Clemson A and M. I was going to say A&M, Florida. Jimbo Fisher. Not Florida. Yeah, Billy Napier. Anymore. But 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 let let Brian Harson do it his way. Yeah. I know your coordinators are leaving. I know that, but just let him do it his way. Don't just fire him after you fired Gus Malzahn two years ago, and then fire this guy when it's going to be very very hard to attract a coach to Auburn because they know that. Well, damn! They fired two coaches in two years. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of risk taking that job. Yeah, you could now. You could go the inter- interim route and maybe rehire Gene Chiswick because Gene Chiswick knows what, the 
family. That's what I've been seeing. Or hire interim aid. Oh my gosh! Bring, I bring, don't bring. know, man. <laughs> well, that would be that, hilarious. That actually can't happen because I think a part of his buyout for two oh, years. Oh yeah, he has not coach anywhere in the SEC. Yeah, he's not compete. So yeah, but um, like, I mean, just even if that if it does happen, like first of all, Auburn, like screw you. Um, very very poor way because very very poor way to conduct business. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, another solution, maybe hire Jim Harbaugh. Jim Jim Harbaugh, Michigan alum, but we just saw that he tried to leave Michigan for Michigan, the Michigan. Yeah, I think he's NFL. reached his peak at Michigan at this point. Like, he's tried he, he so it. hard. He finally beat Ohio State. He got that monkey off his back. He got to the playoff and got his ass kicked. Like, he's gonna have a lot better shot in the playoff if he goes to Auburn. So. That's what I'm saying. Well, not only that, you just add to the SEC West and coaches, and you, you look at what Brian Kelly just did. Brian Kelly realized he's not going to win Notre Dame. So, you know, if the SEC is beating you every year, go to the next best school in the SEC, LSU. Yeah. Now, Auburn's a tough – Auburn is, I think, arguably the toughest job in the SEC, though. Yeah, because you're in a, you're a neighboring you to, state with Alabama. Uh, yeah, let's say you're you in the recruit, West. You have to recruit against Saban every year, which is impossible. But Harbaugh, you know, Harbaugh hasn't really won it. He hasn't won a championship. But would you consider Jim Harbaugh an elite coach in college football? That's a good question. Because you know he 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 won at Stanford. You know, but I think if you go to Auburn. And you bring in the right people, not Auburn hiring Harbaugh's coaches for him. Right, Harbaugh hiring his own staff. Exactly, talking to people around, talking to people like, okay, well, this is who I want. You know, like let let Harbaugh run the program because he knows what to do. Right, he's in the he, he's in a program with unlimited resources. Yep. So, you know, I mean, Jim Harbaugh could be a choice. Matt Rule uh, with the Carolina Panthers, you know. I don't know. We're not sure. I, no, he's. I think he's staying in the NFL. I think the S, the NFC South is gonna. There's obviously a power vacuum now because Brady's leaving and Sean Payton is leaving. The two yeah. biggest offensive <clears throat> figures in the NFC South. So, yeah, I think yeah. the Panthers now, are gonna stick to what they have. I mean, you do. You now you do have Cam Newton as a advocate. Yeah, Cam Newton could be like, "Oh yeah, hire him. Oh so yeah, hire man. him so he doesn't have to be our coach anymore." Yeah, he and traded. Cam me, Newton so. goes back to Auburn as the quarterbacks coach. Boom. Yeah, or uh, who's another good? Uh, Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Matt Campbell to me would just be kind of like a Brian Harson hire. You know, Brian Harson was successful at Boise. Matt Campbell's you know successful at Iowa State, but I don't know if he can handle that pressure, that job. At Auburn, I could see you know Auburn trying to give him a lot of money to take the job, but um, I think if look if you can afford Jim Harbaugh, hire Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, because dude, I don't this, know. That's, that's, that's I don't know who they're gonna afford now though. To your point, you know you're paying yeah two coaches that aren't there right now. Like, well, yeah, and the, the booster. Yeah, the, I mean you got to get the boosters to come up with money to. You know, maybe buy because I mean, then you got you got the staff too. If you fire the coach, 
you know, do you yeah. fire the staff? Because yeah. and so, does I mean, really, the staff to me, to, to me, it's just it's a it's a messed up situation in Auburn. The the best thing for Auburn is just stick with just stay with Harson for one more season. Don't don't yeah. stop putting stop making all this this monkey business about it. Just stick just stick with him. Stay yeah. com- stay committed to a coach. Yeah. Absolutely. Doesn't make any sense that they're doing this in a conference like the SEC. Like that is just it's just unheard of. <laughs> so it, it's like we're watching it's like we're watching like the young and restless or like general hospital. Like yeah. days like just like soap operas like Yeah. Well like, it's like watching Dallas or like <laughs> like Yellowstone. It's just yeah. it just it, it, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Interesting tales in the SEC. All righty. Anything else for this episode? That's, uh, oh. Uh, nah, nah. We are at an hour and Super ten Bowl. minutes. So, yep. Going to be an exciting Super Bowl. I'm excited to see Joe Burrow compete in a Super Bowl, which is mind-boggling to think about. Um, and um, yeah, cheering them on. Go Bengals! This is, go 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 Bengals! This is this is a uh, this is this is like a really the thing is like we've never seen a quarterback from LSU start in the biggest game. I was about to say, have, there's the never been a quarterback. Oh, yeah, David David Woodley. The, the legendary David Woodley passed passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Woodley was the Dolphins' starting quarterback in Super Bowl um, seventeen against the Washington Commanders. Now, uh-huh. oh yeah, the Commanders. Thing. Yeah, sounds Don't like, like a the name XFL USFL team. Sounds like an NFL blitz team, basically. Yeah. Just yep. a like a like a create your team Commanders, right. like <laughs> exactly. Like, like honestly, like football team was great. The other name, I'm not gonna say anything about it. Well, it's so funny. On part of my take, they were like, they should have just came out and said, "We're changing our name back to the Redskins." <laughs> that was really? hilarious. I I like football team, like just for the goofiness. But well, yeah, uh, I mean, you're, you're in the nation's capital. Like that could have been a great name. Yeah. It's like a what's what's the team in Cleveland called again? The Gladiators. The Browns. No, 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 the baseball team. <laughs> they know. went from the Indians to the the Guardians. Which the Guardians the Guardians has they have like a bridge there that has these giant statues that are the Guardians and so it has something yeah. to do with the city. Whereas Commanders they changed their name because the Redskins were referring to the Native Americans that were in America when the first pilgrims came over and now they have changed their name to commanders, the military people that slaughtered the native Americans when they came over as pilgrims. (laughs) So like what? It just doesn't make any sense. I would have red hogs, red tails, hogs, Hogs, hogs would have been the best. Been the Red Hogs would have been the best name because yeah. you look at the, wolves, the 1980s. Red Wolves. 
Yeah, I don't know about oh, that. Oh yeah, the Red Hogs. Yeah, they were the Red Hogs in the past. They were the Hogs. In, they were the Hogs in the eighties. That offensive line. You, yeah. you had the you had the 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 fat men dressing up in, as pigs and women in the stands. The old yeah. footage, like that. That would have been the perfect name, the Red Hogs. Like, yeah, bring back the Hogs. Right. This is how we that do that team's hogs. just that that team is just a it's a it's a it's a firestorm right there. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, back to the Super Bowl. Congrats, Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Better get that Thad stick Moss. Em ready. Thad Moss. Thad, Thad Moss. Uh, Shelvin. Yeah, Tyler Shelvin. And then on the Rams, Whitworth. OBJ, Andrew OBJ. Whitworth. We'll and throw Matthew Stafford in there. I was about there. to say, I like Matthew Stafford, too. I, I, I like Matthew Stafford, though. After years of torture in Detroit, yeah. he deserves uh, something. So. Very, very. This is something that uh, I just just thought about just now, but I'm actually kind of honored. I watched both quarterbacks play in college. Oh wow! Person. Yeah, I watched Matthew Stafford in uh, Georgia with No. Sean Marino and a uh, young AJ Green just kick LSU's ass. Yeah. In 2008. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Tiger Stadium, and then you know we all. We all lived through the legend of Joe Burrow. We all witnessed uh, the the God's, uh, you know, Jesus's brother. I don't know about that. Yeah, but yeah, but um, gonna 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 be a great Sunday. Yep. A lot of food. I'll probably be eating crawfish. Uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl food. What is it? What's 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 on the menu? Oh, chips and dip, hot dogs, hamburgers. I don't know. Thinking party like, food. Yeah, we've we've done like hamburgers, hot dogs, and we did. Then we did like pork tenderloin one year. Mm. Really good, really really good. Probably that's probably my best memory. That we ate. Nice. All righty. Thank you all for listening. Once again, we appreciate each and every single one of y'all. And we will see you next time. And go Bengals. Go Bengals. NFLSU. NFLSU. Oh, also shout out to one four go, Puka Williams, uh, Kansas running back, played at Hanville in Hanville, Louisiana. No, they LSU. No, they're they're a couple. There are a lot of Louisiana people on that team. Yeah, but you could you can just close us out. <laughs>